You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Well, to God be the glory, great things he has done. We want to welcome you back to our program. My friends, it's a real joy and an honor and a privilege to come to you again with good news from the word of the Lord. Listen, man, call a neighbor, call a friend and let them know that our program is live again and they should tune in and listen and enjoy the blessings that's coming from the Lord. Our scripture today is coming from Matthew chapter 14, verses 35 through 36. And it reads, And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Amen. So today our topic is being concerned for others. In other words, showing concern for others. As a Christian, you cannot live successfully if you do not show love or share the love of Christ with those who do not know him. And no Christian will ever begin to do this until he or she feels a real concern or you have a burden for the salvation of lost men and women. So that's why Luke 19 and verse 10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So our duty as Christian is to tell men and women about Jesus because they are lost and they are in need of a Savior. And in John 3 and verse 36, it says, And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who does not obey the Son will never experience eternal life but remains under God's angry judgment. And that's talking about the wrath of God. So you do not want to be under the wrath of God. Instead, you need to give your heart to Jesus. So as a Christian, do you feel any concern for the lost? Have you have any passion for lost souls? Are you burdened as you think about your loved ones and friends and about all the thousands of people who are not saved? How long do folks have to be in your company before you can share the love of God with them? Look at what Psalms 142 and verse 4 says. I looked for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Can someone say that about you that you have never shared Christ with them? So if you have never done so, we encourage you to do so right now. Amen and amen. So let's look at something. We have a description of the many people around us for whose salvation we need to be deeply concerned. I need to take time and, and repeat that one more time because that's very important. I said we have a description of the many people around us for whose salvation we need to be deeply concerned. And I do not even have to ask you because you already know the many friends and relatives and neighbors and associates and the list goes on and on that we know 
they are not saved because we are not judging anybody. But the Bible says by a man's fruit, you are going to know him. By their fruits, you shall know them. You can tell because if a man's spirit does not bear witness with your spirit that we are the sons of God, then there is a question mark right there. If we ask the question, what is the real need of the lost? What is the real need of the lost? And then some people might say, well, they need food, they need clothes, they need uh, shelter, they need money, and so on and so forth. How does this portion of scripture answer it? And we will see that in a minute. It tells us three things about the people of that day, which are true of people today. Because we are men of like passion as they were. They were just before us, but we are here now. And we are men of like passion. We eat the same way, sleep and so on and so forth, the very same way. Now, look at it. They were diseased. Verse 35 of the text that we read earlier, it says in verse 35, And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Glory be to our God. I mean, I love that text because it says, all who touched him, they were healed. So many people today may be religious. They may even be respectable people and living morally decent and upright lives. And there is no doubt about that. There are people who are not religious, but they are living respectable lives and morally decent lives. But every unsaved soul, watch this now, this is important, is gripped by the disease of sin. Because the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you are not saved, you might be re religious, you might be respectable, you may, may, may be living a morally decent life, an upright life, but you have a problem, and it is called a sin problem. And unless they are cured, their prospect is indeed solemn. So let's look at Romans 6, 20. That's a well-known uh, scripture. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. When Christ died on the cross of Calvary to redeem us from our sins, Jesus paid it all. So the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. And I said free gift of God because salvation is free, man. If we had to purchase our salvation, listen, a lot of us would perish because we wouldn't be able to afford to buy our salvation. But Jesus paid it all for your sins and for my sin. Man's first need is to be made perfectly whole through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our first need, man, is to make sure that our sin problem is well taken care of. That's our first concern. That should be everybody's first concern. And that can only be done through faith in Jesus Christ. Not in religion, my friend. Not in, not in good works. Because it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. But it's according to God's mercy. 
he saves us. So multitudes of people live and die in a diseased condition that is without God and that is without hope. What a sad, sad state for any person to be in, to die without God, to die without hope. Out of Christ, without a Savior, dark will your voyage be, my friends. Out of Christ, without a Savior, is like a ship without a rudder on a wild and a stormy sea. Today could be a great day in your life if you would turn around and let Jesus take over your life. Amen. So now we'll see that they were at a distance. My husband just said they were diseased. So now they were at a distance because verse 35 says, the men of that place sent word to all the surrounding country, which indicates distance. They were far away from each other. And they were at a distance from the Lord in a geographical sense. It's just like United. Some might be living in New York, Georgia, Florida. We're all at a distance, but we can still reach out to one God. And what is true of them in that sense is true of us today in the spiritual sense. So when we look at the young people of our day, they're growing up without any knowledge of God and of the gospel of his grace. They no longer go to church, and so they no longer hear the word of God. They are more inclined to being at home, playing their games and everything else. So they do not know Jesus. They're even in our own homes, and we do not tell them or even share the word of God to them. They are growing up without Jesus. And it's a sad situation because if they do not trust Christ as their Savior, they will die and go to a Christless eternity. So how concerned should it be to the multitudes today? Matthew 9, 36 says, In those days, you were living apart from Christ. It's happening today. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God has made to them. You live in this world without God and without hope. That's a sad case, to live without God. Because if you don't have God, you do not have hope. And the Bible says, without hope, you have all men most miserable. That's why we are sharing to you today about telling others about Jesus. We have a burden for lost soul. We are concerned about others. And that's why we are sharing that with you today. Amen and amen. So we began by telling you about that the people were deceived. They were at a distance. My wife just talked about that length. They were disabled. They were disabled. And the text we read earlier, that is Matthew uh, 14, verse 35. If you are following with your Bible or if you have time, you can read it. It says, people brought all their sick to him <laughs> and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak or of his garment. And all who touched him were healed. What a powerful scripture. And, and you know, my friends, that's back then. But it is true today that Jesus is still in the healing business. He says, I am the God that do what? That he left thee. Amen. The God that he left thee. And it is nothing is too hard 
for the God that I am, I am serving to do for you, my friends. It doesn't matter what you are going through today. You can have cancer, a high blood pressure, diabetes, and the list goes on and on. It is no secret what God can do. In fact, he rose Lazarus from the grave, brought him back to life. And if he can bring Lazarus back from the grave, back to life, there is nothing too hard for my God to do. So they had to be brought into the presence of the Lord. They had to be brought into the presence of the Lord. Because, you know, my friends, to be in the presence of God is an awesome, awesome thing, my friends. To be in the presence of God, it's a place where everybody should long to be. It is true that every sinner, and listen carefully now, it is true that every sinner is disabled by sin. Every sinner is disabled by sin, my friends. And sin is a terrible, terrible thing. And I just said that every sinner is disabled by sin. Let's move on. But it is also true that beneath the outward cloak of responsibility, many are disabled by the sins of falsehood. Beneath the outward cloak of responsibility, many are disabled by the sins of falsehood. They do not care. They say, well, that's where I grew up. You know, since I was a child, I was doing this and doing that. And as a result, that makes you disabled by falsehood because Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And everything about him is true. The word of God is true. It cannot lie. You cannot find errors in the word of God. So things like drinks and lust and drugs, immorality, etc., etc., is for those we need to feel and show a deep concern. Our world is upside down. And you know that. Our world is really, really in serious trouble. And I came today to remind you that Christ is the only hope. He is the hope for tomorrow and hope for today. That's why the Bible tells us to hope in God. Because in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And those of us who are saved, those of us who are redeemed by the blood, are to show real concern for those who are lost. And those who are going astray. And those who have forgotten God. We ought to be concerned. We ought to have a burdened heart. We ought to be passionate about the souls of men. And our prayer ought to be, give me one soul today. Because we rub shoulders with people every day. Everywhere. We go to the mall. We go to the stores. We go elsewhere. And we rub shoulders with people who are lost and that's why Jesus at one time looked at the multitude and he was moved with compassion and he said that the harvest truly my friends is plenteous but the laborers they are few and the few laborers many of us are frozen because we are not interested in serving the Lord like we used to glory be to our God amen so when is it that we really begin 
to get concerned about the souls of others when verse 35 of our text gave us the answer it was when the men of that place recognized him and who is the him jesus that they sent word to all the surrounding country so it is easy to see what happened these men found the lord for themselves and that's something you have to do for your own self you cannot depend on your mama or your grandma's relationship with jesus you got to know him for your own self. And it says that they immediately became concerned that others might find him too. You know, when there's a sale on, you go to the mall and you sale at Macy's or JCPenney. What do you do? You tell your friends that there is a sale going on. And so everybody's excited and running to the store. So it's the same thing we ought to do. The men of that day, that's what they did. They told everyone about Jesus. And that is what always happened. Knowing and going together. So we have to tell others about Jesus. That's why in Psalms it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And if he is good, we ought to share him. So when we really know him, we shall go for him. And the measure in which we know him determines the measure in which we will go. That's why if you love the Lord, it shouldn't be difficult for you to go out in the highways and the byways to tell others about him. Because in John 14 and verse 9, it says, Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? And also in in Philippians 3 and verse 10, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being confirmed to his death. This is Paul was saying that he wants to know him and the him again is Jesus. He wants to know about the power of his resurrection and about his suffering. You know, we only talk about the suffering of Christ during Easter time, but sometimes we need to be reminded of what he went through for you and for me, how he died that we might have life and have it more abundantly because he died to seek and to save those which was lost. Amen, amen. But this is really nice and really interesting today. So the question then is, when does this concern show itself? Because we are talking about being concerned for Others. Others. So when does this concern show itself? Now, if we really have a passion for souls, I want you to listen carefully. If we really and truly have a passion for souls and have a concern for their salvation, how shall we act? That's if you have a concern now. So the question then would be, how shall we act? So let's go back to the text we read at the beginning of the lesson. The text from Matthew 14 verses 35 and 36. Look at, look at it again. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent words to all the surrounding country. They recognized who Jesus is and they were excited because they know that people in the surrounding areas and, and in the other state, whatever the case might be, have issues. They have 
problems. So the Bible says when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent words to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched him were healed. So that's a great thing. They recognized Jesus and they knew his power. They knew exactly what Jesus can do. I said earlier in the lesson that it really is no secret what God can do. He can do all things because he is God himself. That's right. So the men did three things. The first thing we noticed, my husband just read, they sought, which means they went out into all the surrounding country in search of those who needed the healing and saving touch of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's powerful. They went around looking for all who were sick, those who were lame, blind, and had all these different diseases. They went looking for them. They scoured the district for needy souls. They were looking for needy souls. And that's the Lord's commission in Mark 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So we have a command. It's not the preacher only who ought to preach to the lost souls, but we are all ministers of the gospel because John 1, 12 says, But as many as receive him, to them give he power to become children of God. So you and I have a mandate to go out and tell others about Jesus. Share the good news with them. Amen. So we were talking about uh, when does this concern show itself? My wife just talked about first, they sought. Verse 35 of the text that I just read earlier, they sought him. But not only did they sought, but they brought in verse 35 also. The word brought is the most important word in this study. It indicates an emphasis which we must regain if we are successful to win others to Christ. Yes, sir, if we are successful to win others to Christ. It is important to go to them. But rescue work involves more than simply going to those who are lost. Souls must be brought. Jesus at one time said that we must go into the highways and into the byways. And he said we must not only bring them, but we must compel them to come to him. So souls must be brought to Christ. A fisherman is not content simply to fish. He is only satisfied when he catches fish. And you and I must not be content just to tell others of the Savior's love. We must seek his grace to bring them to him. Bring them in. Bring them in, the songwriter says. Bring them in from the fields of sin, my friends. That should be our passion. That should be our concern. That should be the burden of every heart today to bring folks in to the fold of God. Amen. Bring them in from the world of sin. So let's look at the other thing that the men did. They begged. In verse 36, it says, People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. That song like the woman with the issue of blood, where she said, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I know 
I will be made whole. Amen. So the men begged, they pleaded with him that those whom they brought might be healed. They had concern and they had compassion for these people. In other words, they prayed. A true passion for souls will quickly show itself in persistent prayer for their salvation. We have to pray for the salvation of others. We may not always be around people, but we can pray for their salvation. And God hears and he answers prayer. So in prayer, God shows us those whom he would have us to seek and to win for him. Because sometimes he may lay someone on your heart that need prayer. And you may just be in prayer for that person. You don't know why. But later on, they may call and say, Oh, well, you know, I had a burden for something. And God heard my prayer. But you prayed and God heard that prayer. And so when we know when you pray to God, he will answer prayer. Because the word says, Call unto me and I will answer. He said, Ask and it shall be given unto you. So we ought to ask the Lord to have compassion on lost soul. Pray for them daily. It may not happen overnight. You may have a lost loved one who have not trusted Christ as his savior. Do not give up. Keep praying for that son, that daughter who probably have wandered away from home. Keep praying for them and God, he will answer your prayer. Amen. So as we bring this moment to a conclusion, we trust that something was said that would touch your life today, my friends. Let me read the text we read earlier for you one more time in Matthew 14, 35 and 36. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent words to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his garment, of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. You can apply that principle to your life today. You can touch Jesus wherever you are and you can be healed. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, my dear friends, we want to thank you so much for joining us again today. We never bring our program to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. It is a very simple step because the Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you just acknowledge the fact and the truth that you are a sinner, that you have never trusted Christ as Savior and Lord of your life, then you can ask him right where you are, wherever you are, you can ask him to come into your heart, come into your life and save you. And Jesus will do that. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for today. We thank you for your words. We pray that you'll give those of us who are saved a passion for lost souls. And we pray for those who are not saved, that they would turn around and give their lives over to Christ. They would trust in you before time shall be no more. Speak to hearts today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And as we leave you today, always remember that God loves you. So stay focused, believe in yourself, and do the right thing. And always remember that you are an overcomer. Have a pleasant week and bye now.